Welcome to the God's Goodness Podcast, where our mission is to encourage as well as highlight God's goodness and modern-day miracles. We are your hosts, Josh and Shelley Hankins. In today's episode, we welcome our first guest. Since this podcast idea is from God, I want the Holy Spirit to guide all aspects of this podcast. And I think a conversational feel will work best for our purposes. So what I'm doing is I'm asking my guests to pray that the Holy Spirit guides them on what to share with us. And, you know, at the time of the recording, because if I ask for something specific, I might be missing out on something better or even juicier that I am not even aware of that they have inside to share. So I'm asking they just pray about it and then share what they're comfortable with. And then uh, we'll just go with the conversation and how it flows. So in today's episode, we have Karen Robinson with us. We know her from our church and she's going to start us off with some prayer. Father, thank you for this time together. Thank you for this day. We give you glory, Lord, in this place. Spirit of God, surround us and let each word glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So today we have with us Karen Robinson, and she's going to be leading us in a conversation. Well, we're going to let the Holy Spirit lead us because this idea came from him and he didn't really tell me how to craft, since this is like no other podcast, we're forging new ways to do things. And so he didn't tell me exactly how to do our interviews yet with other people. So we're just going to let the Holy Spirit lead us in the conversation. So tell us about like what was on your heart that you thought that people might benefit from hearing a little message about. Well, Today, I was thinking about what to start with because I have a ton of testimonies, and I'm sure others do too. But today, I was thinking of how people are in need and the economy is so bad. And so I was thinking of giving a testimony of how Chuck and I have been met by the Lord financially. And I did think of another one, Shelly. Well, the first one, and if I get emotional, (laughs) just uh, God is just so good. He's been so good to Chuck and me. And um, Chuck is her husband, by the way, for those of you who don't know them yet. (laughs) He's cute too. (laughs) When Jeremy, our oldest son, was three, Hillcrest Christian School opened. It had just opened. Pastor Owen was the pastor at South Hills Assembly at the time, and they bought the school, and that year it opened. Our second son, this was 1981, he had just been born, and we went to the dedication, and Pastor Rick gave a word of knowledge about the school and how pastors are going to come out. Many people of God are going to be coming out of this school. And I wanted Jeremy to go so bad, but he was only three. And so Chuck and I sat at the kitchen table and we said, Father, if it be your will, just show us, just open the door for Jeremy to go. Tuesday, this was a Wednesday night or a Thursday night, and it was a Thursday night. Enrollment was Tuesday, and we were going to go ahead and enroll him unless the Lord intervened. 
And so we said that to the Lord. Lord, we're going to go ahead and enroll him. And if we're not supposed to, just close the door. Mm-hmm. Friday, we got a notice in the mail. We had a graduating mortgage back in the day. And we got a notice in the mail that our mortgage had gone up. They had made a mistake. It had gone up $106 a month. Mm. Well, we had $30 to send Jeremy to preschool, but we didn't know where we were going to get 106 So we came back to the table and said, well, Lord, we know that it's not time for Jeremy to go to school. And we wondered because he was only three. But we need you to give us $106 extra a month because what are we going to do? And we actually had our heads in our hands like, oh, God, we don't have this kind of money. And all of a sudden, the Lord just pricked my heart. And I said, Chuck. We pay our tithes. I actually stood up from the table. I said, we pay our tithes, and God promises to provide all of our needs. And I said, why don't we kick the devil in the teeth and give more to missions? Give more to missions, because you can't outgive God. So we started giving a measly five extra dollars to missions. And waited on the Lord. We trusted him. A month later, my husband got a raise for $125 a month. It wasn't a whole bunch more, but it, it exceeded what we needed to pay in our mortgage, the extra. Absolutely. So that's, that's that testimony. That's so good. God is faithful. Oh, my Always. gosh, yes. And, you know, after all these years of these things doing, God doing these things for us, We've come to the place to where we just don't fret. We just, okay, Lord, we're just going to rest in you. Mm -hmm. Rest. And there was a time when Chuck would come to me and say, Karen, I don't know how our bills are getting paid because we don't have the money in the account. He is very, very good about keeping our finances. And... He would periodically come to me and say, I don't know how they're getting paid because the money is not in the account, but all the bills were getting paid. And so God's faithfulness, you know. And then one day, we were really low in money. And I don't know why that was, but we were really low. And Timmy was still taking a bottle, one bottle before bed. He was weaned. And it didn't dawn on me that I didn't even have milk to give him that night. And all of a sudden, the woman that lived next door, her name was Thomasina. And she had that elephantitis in her legs. And she lived, they had, she had moved on top of the hill up on West Liberty Avenue in a high rise. And she was walking down our hill. I was outside talking to a neighbor and holding Timmy on my lap. And I saw her walking down the hill. And when she got close, she was so huffy and puffy and all worn out. And I said, Thomasina, it's good to see you. And she said, 
I've been trying to call you and call you and call you. She said, you don't answer your phone. I said, I've been out here talking. You know, I haven't been in the house before cell phones. (laughs) Chuck was at a men's meeting that night. She said, I wanted to give you this because your husband was always doing things for me. And she gave us money. We lived on that money. I think it was $25 she gave us. We bought groceries and ate the rest of that week. And I didn't even know. You know how the Bible says, be as a child? I didn't even know we weren't going to have money. Although I didn't have, we didn't have milk for Tim. But we did. We lived off of that for a week. And um, so that, that's, that's that testimony. And then there's another one about God's goodness in giving, providing our needs. We had no food in the house. And we had condiments. Of course, we always have condiments, but we didn't. I didn't know what I was going to make for dinner. And I said to my husband, I'm going to put my jacket on and go up to the 7 Eleven and wait because I know the Lord's going to provide. Somebody's going to come up and give me money or something's going to happen. And I just had this. I was starting to put my jacket on when there was a ring at the doorbell. And I went to answer the door, and there were two bags. Oh, before that, I told Chuck, I'm hungry for a bologna sandwich. And uh, there was a ring at the doorbell, two bags sitting on the porch. Guess what was sticking out of the top of the bag? I'm going to go ahead and say a bologna sandwich. There was bologna and bread in there. And... I didn't have to walk up to the 7-Eleven. I would have never put my hand out asking for food, but I was—I knew the Lord was going to do something, and I had to be out there. Yeah, you had to take that step. Yeah, yeah. So angels brought us food. So mm-hmm. It's important, you know, be still and know that he is Lord. doesn't mean do nothing. It's just be still for a moment and realize who he is. And then he often calls us to do what he needs us to do. And sometimes that is do nothing. but. Not always. When we had 27 months and one week of no discernible income, my verse of that season was be still and know, Psalms 46.10. And I still have that shirt that says that because it was just, it was a long season. It felt very, very long. When you're in it, it's like, oh, when is this going to end? But then when the provision comes, I should have written a book with all the different ways that God provided because he was so creative. Like how this person would give us money, we tithed on everything though. Like if someone gave us 20 bucks, we tithed 10%. And people thought we were crazy for giving away that little bit. But like you said, you can't outgive God. And that's like one of the things you can test him in is the provision. And uh, when when I got inspired by Bob and Linda Lodick for their financial classes, their story on Focus on the Family talked about the more they gave, it like expedited them paying off their mortgage in nine months instead of three to five years. They started giving more and then they paid it off and they never expected it. But the way God works everything together and just, it's like at one of those cross stitch, the counted cross stitch where it'll look all nice on top, but then underneath you're like, wow, that's a big mess. 
So like we're right now, we're in the big mess, but God sees the big picture of what he's making. Making us and beautiful. We are masterpieces in the making. Mm-hmm. I'm, I feel like I'm, a, I'm loving my 40s. <laughs> Man, I'm like a fine wine, you know, just getting better with age. The more that God works on me and refines me and builds, you know, these lessons for me to learn. And I've learned to try not to have to go through the lesson again. I try to grab that lesson (laughs) so we don't have to do another season of no income because that one, well, it's an adventure, but I've experienced that adventure. So I'd like a new one. (laughs) It is an adventure. We are on an adventure with God. It's exciting because he's always going to come through. Yeah. And there's always some, he's so creative in how he provides like bologna sandwiches. Who would have thunk? But that meant so much to you, and he brought it to you. And he's like, yeah, I heard you. I got you, girl. And, <laughs> and he like, wanted you to know he heard sandwich. you. Our granddaughter, our daughter just told us that they moved, just moved to London, and it was 90 degrees when they were moving into their apartment. And they were looking at Lowe's for a fan, and they could not find a fan anywhere, anywhere. Anna, seven years old, prayed and asked the Lord to help them find a fan. And Emily said, well, let's go back. So they went back, and Emily said, Mom, I don't know where this fifth fan wasn't there, but I have an oscillating fan I found for Anna because she prayed. Mm -hmm. God is so good to us. And that I was so thankful to the Lord for that because he's showing our granddaughter how faithful he is. At a young age, and I'm excited about that. Yeah, that couldn't last her her whole lifetime. Mm-hmm. Like when I was uh, when I went to church, there was a sermon when the little kids got to go, and they said if you ask for a bag of candy at the end, you'll receive it. So it was asking you shall receive, and that's been like my Bible verse of my lifetime because you know if you don't ask, nothing changes. So why not? Why not ask? But God knows what we need before we ask. Mm -hmm. And that's encouraging. Yeah. (laughs) He just likes us to open up with that intimacy with him. That's right. He knows what our hardship is. The reason why he likes for us to tell him what that hardship is, is because it says that, God, I trust you with my hurt. I trust you with my despair. I trust you with my fear. I trust you with every facet of what's bothering me. And I'm going to let you in. Even though you already know every single thing you could possibly know about me, you knew about it as soon as you created me. This shows him that you want this intimate relationship with him. And that is a very good start, is intimacy with God. I do have a Bible verse. I pulled up Matthew 25 through 30 because I think it really speaks to provision for Christians. And I'm reading out of the New King James Version, uh, so don't don't. Criticize me. I, I really like it. And I don't, I don't think anyone is better than another. You know, read the Bible version that best suits your aptitude uh, and your, your ability to receive it. So, Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. 
And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? And I think it's important also to note that it doesn't mean necessarily that you have no faith or small faith, but a short distance faith. We've covered that before, but uh, duration as in little, not as in the kind of faith it takes to come to Jesus and to know Jesus. But sometimes we forget in our worry. Good word. God's word is always good, isn't it? Yes, not mine. (laughs) I can't can't take credit for that. Listen how on time he is. We recorded the first few episodes. There was where the podcast came from. Then a little bit about Josh, a little bit about me. We had the laying of hands episode. And then we met the first financial goal. And we were able to purchase the first three microphones of our own which is really cool. And then they were able to come just in time for our first interview. So how cool is that? Like Wonderful. always on time. And just how good of him to think of us and lay it on someone's heart. Like, yeah, I, they heard the mission. I shared the mission with them and all the things that I saw coming from this. Because besides just the podcast and showing encouragement to others and modern day miracles, we have the ability to just show signs and wonders. And uh, with the vision, there's also an Etsy shop I see where we can have merch. And I have that set up. I just have to finish setting up all the background stuff, like Printify and all that stuff. It's a lot to learn. Like you don't know what you don't know until you look it up. And then you're like, oh, I need to learn about SVG files and, you know, all the mock-ups and all this stuff. But, you know, I'm learning it. And it's baby steps, you know, to lead to big things and the compound effect. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day at a time, and the Holy Spirit will help you. Yeah. And He's guiding me to like the right people I need to copy off of. You got to, Mary Kay always said, you got to copy the right cat. It's okay to be a copycat, just make sure you copy the right one. And then, besides the Etsy shop, then there's also, you know, one day we're going to have our last credit card paid off, and then we're going to have a camper one day, and that's going to be paid off. And then we're going to travel to the United States, and we're going to do the podcast from wherever we want to. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to meet people all over the United States, and we're going to share those stories too. And then it'll just grow from there, and then we'll have a great community. And it's starting now. So, you know, if you see us on the social medias, make sure you comment, share. And, uh, you know, if you comment, then you can prove that you were one of our first followers. So it's pretty exciting. And if we're going to be one of the top podcasts in the world, you know, get on board now. <sighs> and I, for one, can't wait to hear more testimonies from you. I know you've got a bunch. I yes. do. I really do. And some of them are scary, especially, but I wasn't scared. <laughs> it could be scary to people, but the Spirit of God moved on me and there is no fear. Hmm. And so, you know. Yeah, we got to rebuke that. And which Timothy is it? First Timothy, God did not give us a spirit of fear. Power, love, and a sound, sound mind. mind. Yeah, that, that's good. We should look that up. God always provides our needs, always. We should never be afraid. We can rest in the Lord, because His Word is true. You can hear other encouragement from people, but they're not the Word of God. They might encourage you, but the main thing we want to stand on is God's Word, because He never fails and will never fail, and He hasn't failed us yet. 
Right. Of all the things God knows how to do, I don't think he knows how to fail. He doesn't. No. We are on the winning side. It's 2 Timothy 1.7. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and self-control. Well, that's one of the versions. Yeah. Anyway, we just have so much to talk about. And uh, it's it's hard to c- talk about so much in one episode when we can bounce from one thing to another to another. But we're going to try to keep it focused a little bit at this current time and uh, not go down too many rabbit trails. So that'll, that'll wrap up this episode. But I do want to say one thing else that we have a, it, it wouldn't be an episode if I didn't mention the Give, Send, Go account we have. So if you're able to give to our ministry, there's Give, Send, Go. And then our campaign is called God's Goodness Podcast. And in it, you can just donate and it'll go towards perhaps a fourth microphone. So then we can have Chuck on with us next time and uh, he can help share those testimonies with us and it'll be great. So if you can do that, that would be wonderful. And thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next time. 